love everyone right now. And I know you're going to delete that, Ryan, but it comes from a special place in my heart. No, you're not having a flashback. Special editions of Potterfic Weekly make me happy. This is so exciting! Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Some people who get this will be brand new to the fandom and don't maybe necessarily know who we are. I'm Ryan, and I'm the lead host on Potherfic Weekly, and I actually started Potherfic Weekly back in January because I was one of those people that finished a Harry Potter novel, needed desperately to read more, and there was no more canon left, so I started reading fan fictions, and I never stopped, and when I started, I didn't know what fics were good, what fics were bad, who any of the players were, I knew nothing about the Harry Potter fandom, and basically I kind of found my sea legs on my own, so one of the reasons we're putting this podcast out today is hopefully it will reach a couple of people who may be in the same state, and we can get them started. I'm Lady Chi. I'm um, an author, beta reader, and administrator of several Harry Potter fan fictions. I've written four novel-length stories um, available at several websites, and I'm a beta reader for um, about 10 or 15 published authors. And uh, she is also on, um, well, she was on Vicodin yesterday. Today she's on ibuprofen, and she's kind of loopy. Jen? <laughs> uh, my name is Jen, and I am a co-host of Potterfic Weekly and the deputy headmistress of the forums. And I have been in the fandom for close to seven years now, and I have read a lot of fics, and I have a very open mind about um, stories. As long as it has a good plot for me, that's pretty much all I concern myself with, and it, that it's well-written. I'm a plot beta for several authors and i just really hope that this podcast can encourage others to love and enjoy the fix like i have i'm robert standering um i'm a guest host on potter fig weekly this week <laughs> and robert is from spellcast jen's been practicing saying that all night <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited but you can find me uh, on a regular basis over at uh, spellcast um the podcast for fictionally.org uh, I'm one of its. Uh, I'm its lead host, and it's also its executive producer. 
But um, I've been in the fandom uh, probably, I don't know the years, but since uh, the release of the first movie, I've uh, read more than my fair share of fan fiction. And, uh, but yeah, just fan fiction is awesome. <laughs> oh, poor Robert. He has no idea what he's getting himself into. Yeah, Actually, really he's been here an hour. He probably has a fairly good <laughs> really idea. He really has. We've been literally, we, <laughs> we started recording this episode hours ago. What have we done in the past two hours? I can't even remember. <laughs> I've just finished taking a test on what's your seduction style. I have got to take that test. <laughs> it's, it's called the Midas Touch. Everything you touch turns to gold, and it kind of creeps us out. You're completely calculating, but then again, you also have a good heart and are a really nice person. We judge, but you keep using your powers for good, not evil. And that's totally charming and sweet. Ah, oh, look at you. You're so bloody nice. It's like we could curl up on your lap and feel safe and drink cocoa <laughs> and solve the world's <laughs> problems through cuddling. That's my seduction style. Can you send me the link to that, please? So if you've okay. held a sex toy party, does that mean that yes. you have, like... Okay. <laughs> I don't remember that question being on there. <laughs> I'm totally coming up with, like, megalomaniac answers right now. Like, you did something nice. Like, you did something great. Thanks, I rule. Like, that's my answer. And I'm like, like, that's probably really sad, but that's so true. <laughs> Oops, I totally so, messed up. Yeah. How do you Cross- mess up a sex <laughs> quiz? I cannot concentrate. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing Love is a fictional emotion brought on by pheromones and fear of abandonment. <laughs> Jen, you know me just about better than anybody else in the room. If I think somebody's hot and funny, would I ask them out? Didn't you like, crash your car into a group of guys you thought were hot and funny once? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that, but I almost did. And I about cut my hand off today because there was a guy I worked that had really big blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's that moldy, do- that moldy, like, clay person? We're supposed to tell if we want to date them or not? No, sweetie. Like, pick something. Like, if you see somebody who's hot and funny. Oh. I was, like, looking at that little nasty guy, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they're not trying to figure out if Clay turns you on. I was going, wow. That Clay man is not sexy at all. Powerful and amazing getter of sex and money, or the lovable and understated sharer of cuddles and movie nights. You're on a first like, date. I'm totally I'm myself, well, a nervous, awkward self, or I'm my very best with new shoes. I don't know how to answer yeah, that. Yeah, new right. shoes. <laughs> You know, some of these are, like, complete opposites. Like, yeah, I totally rule, or man, I suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm totally taking over the world. See that world? You spend a lot of money. It's all part of the master plan. That's me. Yeah. I want to take over the world. No, that's not me, though. Let's never break up and have babies and houses and sex and stuff. I'm taken. <laughs> I like that my superpower is cuddles. That's, that's awesome. Nice. Y'all, this red chair is completely awful. Like, have y'all done that one yet? Uh, it yeah. says yeah that was the last one i did oh oops okay well i'm neither one of those sit down and join me and let's have sex or i'm not gonna talk to you i'm shy <laughs> 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 which one am i oh i guess the sex sexual hey, history up. wholesome your adult education i've led some workshops <laughs> what? the midas touch are you the midas touch too i am I'm quite, I'm kind of disturbed that Ryan and I have the exact same yeah. seduction style. Seriously, who could wear those shoes? 
I would like Jen to over and I love fall. how Jen just critically discusses all of the icon <laughs> choices by the yeah, website. Rob, you were asking me back on the interview why our episodes are four hours long. Okay, I get it now. All right. <laughs> I'm like, what? down and watch your head. Is that a zipper joke? I am a tantric master. No kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah. Holy Kama Sutra, you have all the makings of a guru, and our guess is that you have no shortage of lovers banging on your door. <laughs> Here's the tip. Play up that lonesome spiritualist angle and recite random passages from obscure texts. You're a sexy, sensual master in disguise, unless you're out in the open. Then you're a sexy, sexy, sensual master in the open. We're a little confused because you're deeply depraved and perverted. But <laughs> oh my god, it's you! <laughs> in love, romance, and all things pretty and shiny. Your best seduction strategy is to plan your moves and execute slowly. We have it on good authority that you don't rush anything important. <laughs> wow. Jen's going to turn out to be like a turtle. I have the Midas touch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What's a Midas? That's what Rob and I have. All right, is we it all right? have the exact same seduction styles. Except for me, and I'm Except the Except for Lady G, who <laughs> likes the Everything I touch turns to gold, baby. All right, Jen, if we're in New York together next weekend, I think Danielle should keep an eye on us. Because <laughs> apparently you guys have the superpowers of cuddles, along with me. But we're hey, going to be, like, spotted cuddling at Rockefeller Center, and they're going to need a I'm really life. disappointed. I want it to be, like, sexy. Wait, so, Jen, are you saying that Ryan and I aren't sexy? No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> This is exciting. This is my first ever guest hosting job on Potterfic Weekly. This is very exciting. And you've been here for like what two hours already? So now you, you're. I know. Oh, has it really been two hours? I have no idea. It's been an hour. Uh, I have a time ticker on the bottom because I'm always curious. It's like when we actually start the podcast. What we're going to do in this episode is we're basically just going to talk about fan fiction in general. We're going to give you some recommendations on some fics that you can read because Harry might be dead. And you can he be might very, be. He he might he could be dead now. I don't know. Dun dun dun. He could have died yesterday. Or he could be oh. minister of magic with twelve children, as those of us who are. Or the next headmaster of Hogwarts. He could be married to Hermione. Oh, for crying out loud! Okay, I'm maybe he's not married. To Hermione. He could be married to Luna, or Luna could be married to George. I actually like that too. Uh, or Dobby could be married to the Whomping Willow. Dobby could. Or what? the giant squid. Yeah. There you go. All right. Basically, but you're not getting Mickey, this is drunken thought. All right. If you've never read fan fiction before, everything that you, we have just mentioned may sound out there to you. Those are the normal ones. Yeah. Especially the Dobby Whomping Willow. The Dobby Whomping oh, Willow is one of our is the backbone of the fan fiction community. <laughs> I tell you what, our newbie. There are That's so many true. good Dobby Whomping Willow fix out there. I could go on for days. And but days. we're not going to start you off on the Dobby <laughs> Whomping Willow fix. That's very important for us to mention. We're no, not going to start you we're off. We're going to start off on the Mel Preg fix. Oh god! <laughs> pretend you didn't hear that, everybody. Just pretend you didn't hear that. So here's the story. This could be the last Harry Potter original material you ever read, and you're going to read it, and you're going to read it again, and you're going to be very sad. Yes. And you're going to go to a little thing called therapy, and you're going to come out, and you're going to try and read other stories, but they're never going to be the same. Welcome to our lives. <laughs> so, fan, we fan fiction. Help. We need help. So one thing that fan fiction can provide for you is that the story, literally, if you listen to Rob at the beginning, the story never ends. And fan fiction goes on forever, and there are 
Rob, how many fan fictions would you guess are out there? Thousands, hundreds thousands, of thousands, if not millions, of or even better, billions. There are billions of fics. Now, how long would it take someone? Do we think everybody to read a billion fanfics? A really long time, but they're all like, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been reading for close to seven years, and I'm not even halfway through. And Jen is perfectly normal. Jen's I am normal. <laughs> I am the definition of normal. Jen, are you functional? Functional, Jen. I'm just happy. Oh, oh man. So, Fine, I'll, be dull. I'll be dull now. All right. That's exactly it. All right. So what we would like to do over the course of the next few minutes is just give you, as someone who may be new to the fan fiction community, you know, a starter course on some fix that you and your current emotionally explosive state may find useful or if you've been around for a while some fix that you maybe never gave a you know a consideration to and maybe there were some great fix that didn't really make sense and if it didn't you know who cares all right jen would you like to start us off tonight yes i would i've, I've made a list here and i'm tr- and i've tried to do at least one story from each of the major ships and genres that i actually read the, the stories right now that most appeal, and you have to remember, everyone, that I have, at first, when I first started, I was really into the Harry Jenny and the Ron Hermione, and then I kind of kind of stepped outside of the circle and actually read a Draco Hermione, you know, which kind of led into some Severus Hermione, and um, which eventually left, you know, went into some, you know, smut, and then I got into Slash, and so I've just kind of, it's been Back a slow progression. To really understand what we're talking about, a beta reader is somebody... We're just going to go alphabetically, I guess. A beta reader is somebody that edits a fan fiction. Of course, an author is somebody who writes fan fiction. Betas Um, are your friends. Betas are your friends. If you're a writer. If you start to to write fan fiction and you think you don't need one, slap yourself upside the head now and don't post. Um, In fact, just go ahead and close the Word document and and save fandom the trouble. Yeah, please. Because otherwise, you'll get on a show like this and make vicious fun of you. Um, it's true. It's true. Very okay. true. Um, and then slash would be, um, in general, that's a male uh, homosexual relationship. Um, femme slash is a female homosexual relationship. What else? Oh, OTP would be one true pairing, or sometimes referred to as OTS, one true ship. Um, so that would be the, the pairing that you read the most or you firmly believe in. Um, canon would be a pairing that's from the books. Um, fanon would be something that only happens in the fandom. So I think that's, is that a good general OC. idea of what everything is? OC. OC, oh, original character. Um, somebody you make up. Oh, Mary Sue would be an original character who is basically an author self-insertion. These people are amazingly good at everything, very attractive, sleep with half of the population of... They're Hogwarts. usually the foreign exchange student that comes to Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah usually yeah. American. Yes. And then, of course, American. there's always Draco and Harry in leather. Well... Please see Jen she- for further information. <laughs> yeah. See Jen for further details on that. She's the real expert True. in the room on that one. So... And one of the reasons that we're doing this as well is we're recording this, just so everyone knows, we'll be up front with everybody, we're recording this on July 16th, so it's the Monday before the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows release. We don't know what's going to happen, the spoilers are out there, we're trying to stand clear of them, we don't know who's going to live, we don't know who's going to die, but we do know several things. If Harry and Ginny live through 
Deathly Hallows, if that's your thing, and they have 50,000 babies, you know, between them in the first five years of their marriage, people are going to want to read fics about their marriage. If Ginny dies and Harry lives, then people are going to want to read stories where they both live happily ever after. And no matter what happens in Deathly Hallows, there's going to be a demand, I think, for most people to either fix what just happened or to experience more of it. So what we're going to try and do in this podcast is give you some stories that will accomplish that, even though we don't know what's going to happen yet. So you reading, you listening to this right now know more than we do, which is usually how things work around here anyway. So (laughs) to start off tonight, uh, does anyone have a fic to start us off with? An, An easy fic for people who have just read the canon and maybe haven't ventured into fan fiction yet. Well, like a, like a, like a, like a starter fic, a fic that isn't going to scare people away. A new fic. This is something that, you know, is a good first fic to read if you're new to the fandom and like the canon relationships and so forth. So you're talking like a, a slash plot, what plot? Yeah. If (laughs) if possible with male pregnancy and uh, like Jen said earlier, leather. Yeah. I think that Harry Potter and the Power of Emotion and sequel Harry Potter and the Curse of the Dam by Melinda Leo 2000 is an excellent fic to start off with if you've just finished canon. Harry is struggling to come to terms with the events of his fifth year. Can he learn to depend on those who he considers family and become what he needs to be in order to survive? All right, now Chi, have is, you read this one? I think she yeah. yeah, Chi, you re- you reread this fic yesterday, right? Like the entire thing. Yeah. Actually, I reread Power of Emotion and Curse of Damned over a 36-hour period. Don't know how many of you know this, but I got my wisdom teeth out, and I'm having a whole I'm having a hard time with the pain. So I have been staying up at night because I can't sleep reading fan fiction to help me try and go to sleep so I can get my mind off the pain. And I reread all of Power of Emotion and Curse of the Damned over Saturday and Sunday. This was the second novel-length series I ever read when I first got into the fandom, and I actually, I've told this on previous podcasts before, but I went camping with um, my girlfriend at the time, she's my fiancé now, so I don't want to imply like we broke up or something, but um, <laughs> we, went, we went camping, and we were in the woods of Maine, and we're in this <laughs> campground that has no telephone access whatsoever. At the time, I didn't have Wi-Fi, had nothing, and all I had was fan fiction on my pocket PC. And we're all sitting around the campfire. There's fireworks in the background. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the musky smell of, you know, the, the woods and, you know, finding oneself and nature and I'm going to go chop down a tree and all that good stuff. And I'm sitting around the campfire, you know, with a cup of coffee in one hand and power of emotion, curse of the damned in the other. And I insist to this day that I was the only person in that campground reading Harry Potter fan fiction on the pocket PC, although I've yet to confirm that. <laughs> and it was such a great, like, I remember I was getting near the end of it and the, 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 I still had like three days left and I had nothing to do. So I savored this fic as long as I could. And it's, it, it was just one of the greatest fic. I know Rob hasn't read it yet. It's one of the, it's a really great fic. It's a sixth year, seventh year fic. It takes place right after Order of the Phoenix. So for anyone who, you know, has read, you know, the Horcrux hunt and, you know, maybe by the time you're listening to this, you've read Deathly Hallows, it takes a completely different direction from the Death of Sirius. And it's a really good idea. And Melinda, who I know very well, does a wonderful job with it. There is one point at the end of Curse of the Damned where Professor McGonagall mentions something at a outdoor ceremony that will make you wet yourself. And that's all I'm going to say. 
wedding, I'm wedding myself right um, now, just, just based off of what you said, Ryan. Well, well, that that's what I was going for, Rob. So, so my work here is done. <laughs> Um, I would, you know, I would, I would recommend Power of Emotion and, and um, Curse of the Damned if you're looking for a little bit more of an emotional Harry Potter. If you liked Order of the Phoenix, Harry, that, yeah, that vibe, angsty then, Harry, yeah, angsty Harry. If you loved angsty Harry, then you will love Power of Emotion and Curse of the Damned. If you think so, that Ginny is the best thing to ever happen to Harry in the world, you will right. also like this. It's Melinda really is into the romance. Uh, and this was released before uh, Half-Blood Prince was released, so I think she really anticipated a lot of the romance that would be in the novels, and even more so, um, it's 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 definitely a romantic romantic fic, and uh, especially if you know that relationship didn't work out too well in Deathly Hallows, and you want to go back and see it done in a very satisfying way, definitely read. Uh, Curse of the Damned and its uh, predecessor, uh, Power of Emotion. Emotion. Uh, You can find it at phoenixsong.net. I believe you can also find it at fictionality.org. We definitely recommend that one. One fic I definitely want to push for anyone who is either completely satisfied, not completely satisfied with Deathly Hallows, whatever. Whatever reaction you had to Deathly Hallows, and maybe you're nervous about what reaction you're going to have to Deathly Hallows, I really want to recommend uh, a fic that is located at uh, the Sugar Quill, which is one of the major Harry Potter uh, fan fiction sites on the web. It is called After the End, and it was written by uh, two very talented authors, Arabella and Genya, which is spelled uh, with a Z. Z-N- Z-E-N-S-Y-A. Does that sound right to anyone? Zenya. No, it's Z-S-E-N-Y-A. Genya. That's Genya. actually what I think I said, but Genya. It took us six podcasts to figure out how to pronounce it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, pretty much. And to give I you, still can't pronounce it correctly. Well, we know, G, but we love you anyway. And <laughs> to give you some indication of the plot, it is. it was written after Gobble of the Fire. It was actually uh, released over, I believe, what, a two and a half year period. The last chapter was released the morning that Order of the Phoenix was released, or it may have been the night before uh, Order of the Phoenix was released. It is. It was the night before. It was the night before. It was an. It's a, essentially an eighth year fic. It takes place the year after the trio and everybody graduates from Hogwarts. It tells you about the year after the defeat of Voldemort and the year after, you know, all of the destruction and all of the death and everything that went along Mm -hmm. with that. And it tells about these characters rebuilding their lives. And through flashbacks, you find out what happened. What actually happened. In year five, in year six, in year seven. And it's done in just such an amazing way. How many betas worked on that? There must have been... 15 there's beta. like seven or eight of them yeah there's a lot it it's was, fabulous it was a collaborative project the characters are so real it's a it's a real character piece um i will tell you that a lot of characters do survive there are very few characters that um by the beginning of the fic um are dead some people perish during the war but i'll give you a hint even serious black survived the war a lot of characters survived and they're all emotionally shattered from what happened and they each have a story to tell and it's 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 a very long fic. It's uh, it's uh, forty five, forty six chapters, and these are very long chapters. But there there are many people like many people who read this fic, print it out, and like carry it around with them. It's it's one it's of the 
it, it, it's an amazing fic. We actually did a 16-part podcast on it, and I still think we could have gone on for more. Um, <laughs> the whales have feelings, too. Whales have feelings, too. If you gather nothing from after the end, you will gather that whales have feelings, too. So if there is any... If any part of you wants to see, you know, the, the trio, you know, go on and be happy and recover from maybe what happened at the end of Deathly Hallows, after the end, you absolutely have to check it out, and that will take you about two months, and you can send your <laughs> thanks to staff at powerfitweekly.com. Yeah, might. It's a great thing. I think it only took me, like, three days, or two days, even. She, how long did it take you? Because you could probably read it in, what, like, six hours? Oh, to read all after the end, start to finish. the whole thing. If I sat you down, if I sat you down right now, how long would it take you to read it? Oh, well, I don't know. I've read it six hundred times, so probably three or four hours. See, I was saying six, and I was I was highballing it. So, yeah. Well, you know, three I, or I know four hours. Oh, huh? yeah. Well, I'm like for a first time when I first read it, and I'm a fast reader, and it took me close to three days because yeah. I remember like I skipped classes and like huddled in my room ridiculously yeah <laughs> it's, wow. you know what you know what after the end is yeah after the, the end is the, after the end is the goodwill hunting of the harry potter fandom it's actually like, love it's actually of the harry potter fandom well yeah it's yeah. the it's, love it's that, actually yeah it's that style of 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 fic if yeah. you like that type of movie if you like that type of basically idea. it's emotional how many of you have any of you guys uh besides uh jen uh, foregone uh, real life responsibilities to read fic. Yes. <laughs> I left work early one day. <laughs> one day. I did. Wow. I was a teacher and like I had to sit at my desk for eight hours a day. So like I don't know if that counts as skiving off work, but I was at work reading fiction. Rob? Um, I did classes one day for a fic. What fic? Um is no, it wasn't POU. It was uh, I pulled all night. I pulled a couple all nighters when it, like it'd be like twelve o'clock at night, and then all of a sudden I'd find a new POU chapter, which only yeah. comes like once every five months, if not like two years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I'd read through it like it was nothing, but like I it was uh, I was in the middle I was in the middle of binge reading through uh, Psychic <laughs> Serpent and yeah binge reading through Psychic <laughs> Serpent and uh, Robin College. Exactly. I'd, Time of Good Intentions. Yeah, I ditched. I ditched uh, morning classes one day to finish uh, Time of Good Intentions. Well, tell us about those two fix. Um, the fix I'm going to recommend uh, tonight uh, are uh, the Psychic Serpent trilogy, um, which consists of uh, Harry Potter and the Psychic Serpent, uh, Harry Potter and the Time of Good Intentions, and Harry Potter and the Triangle Prophecy. Um, those essentially correlate with Harry's uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh years mm-hmm. at Hogwarts. Um, and it was written after uh, Goblet of Fire. I'm sorry, not Goblet of Fire. Yeah, Goblet of Fire. Um, so it takes a different turn, obviously, from canon. Um, there is a lot of chips in this fic, I think, as Ryan had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of switch back and forth, back and forth. Back it's rather quite confusing. It's a very quite a, a soap opera. Um, but there's also some good plot in it as well. Um, Time of Good Intentions takes a massive uh, change of uh, storyline, uh, which I, I really enjoyed. It kind of became a, an alternate universe fic, yeah. or also known as AU. Uh, that was one of the things I don't... Did we mention that? Oh, I think the, we uh, forgot AU. Yeah, AU. AU is used a lot. Um, as you'll, most older fics are now classified as AU, so... 
Yeah, so if you're a CAU, it's not what anything based off of canon. So Order of the Phoenix comes out, and someone writes a fic that tells the story about what happens right after it, which isn't contradicted by anything, and then Half-Blood Prince comes out, and all of a sudden that fic is AU, because it couldn't possibly have happened, because Half-Blood Prince happened. But then again, AU could also be uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, living as muggles in American uh, college, and working in a pizza joint shop. AU could stand for a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I tried to define it like my first day doing this. I tried to like come up with new terms for everything because I was like AU was so encompassing. Broad. And, yeah, yeah. I think I was unsuccessful, but I think I really tried for like two hours and just I couldn't do it. Just so, need to give in. Yeah, but now I do want to say that too. Uh, Barb's trilogy, I did read. I I, I made Jen read it too. I know she's read it. It's <laughs> it's definitely a fact that you. you, you it does take some getting used to. The writing style uh, is something that takes getting used to. Like, for example, I believe that Barb always refers to Draco as Draco Malfoy by his full name all the time. And uh, just as a <laughs> she does. Yeah, and like as a side of the way, it's actually funny. When I used to listen to... I used to not have a lot of time to read fan fictions, which if I was really into it, that would kill me. So I would actually convert them to audio files and listen to them in my car. And the... And the voice that w- would do it always had a very distinct way of saying Draco Malfoy, and that's how I know it It was said a lot. But the second uh, installment of the trilogy does really go into some interesting AU ground. It essentially tells the story of what would have happened if Lily Potter didn't sacrifice herself for Harry. What if she cut a deal with Voldemort to save Harry's life? Yeah, and it... And it, it, it it's just a really fascinating idea, and one of the things you're going to gather from fan fiction, you may read a fanfic that's 15 chapters that, you know, may not, you know, touch the experience of reading Deathly Hallows or, touch, or Order of the Phoenix, but it will plant this idea in your head. What if Harry, you know, taught defense against the dark arts in the sixth year? What if Harry and Hermione dated for a year before... Ron and Hermione got together. It, it plants these little seeds in your head that really shows you just how elastic this yeah. fandom is and really just shows you how many different directions this fandom could go into. And I think it's one of the reasons there are thousands of fics out there because it's just so easy to do. And when they run out of ways, they may carry a pizza delivery driver in America. So. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, Harry Hermione stories, I, Rob did mention one that I do want to talk about in detail. The paradigm of uncertainty. I can't say it. That's not it's, right. it, it's the paradigm of uncertainty. Is it really the paradigm? I think I've always understood it's a paradigm. I don't know. I just okay, have to par- point out real fast that last night when um, we were doing a podcast for the other night, Jen brought up the part where they leave St. Mungo's and go to Andromeda Black's house. <laughs> and it took me about 20 seconds to realize she was trying to say Andromeda. <laughs> I can't help it. I just, I read it one way and that kind of just sticks in my head that, that way, if that makes sense. Veritas or I'm, go ahead. Okay, the I'm sorry, the paradigm, is that what you said? Yeah, paradigm. Paradigm of uncertainty, trilogy, and, and I can't tell you right now. I think one of them is, can you tell me, is it the Hero of the Thousand Faces is like the third it's, one? It goes, uh, it's the paradigm of uncertainty, which is story one, uh, the first book, I guess you could say. Yes. Then there's, uh, uh, I just remember it's, S, it's uh, uh, a story, wait, no. I can look it up. <laughs> it's S-T-N-E, it's, I know that, I only remember it's acronym, it's like, Something never ends. It's like show the show that the never show ends. that never ends. Right, yeah. it's then, us. Yeah, yeah it's, us. <laughs> it's you guys. <laughs> and uh, then finally, the hero of a thousand, uh, 
Hero with a Thousand Faces. Faces, or as, or also lovingly known as Harry What the, because yeah. uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, <laughs> Hero with a Thousand Faces acronyms down to uh, W H So that was unfortunate. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, really, think, I think she may have planned it. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have to tell you that this fake, you know, I keep saying that After the End was my first, and, and then we did Powered Motion. I was like, yeah, I think that was my first. But honestly, I think the paradigm of in- <laughs> the paradigm of uncertainty was my actually was my actual first fake that I ever read. I have or, a question. I just have to cut in here because Rob, Rob asked a very interesting question about, you know, do we ever, you know, leave work early or, you know, shirk our responsibilities. Why is it that everyone refers to their first fan fiction as the first time they had sex? It's like, this was my first time. No, wait, no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. It wasn't after the end. It was like, I just think, I think it's fascinating how people do that. I just well, can't I th- remember. I it's like it was sex. one of the early ones. Fan fiction yeah, is like sex? Be. Tell me more. Yeah, no, seriously. Well, depending first... on which kind of fic you're reading, it's like sex. But, uh, no, it's a very it's an emotional experience for your first time reading fan fiction. And to uh, second gen, uh, POU was also my first uh, fan fiction experience. It was, it, was, my, it was quite good. Mine, unfortunately, was um, Imogen's Carpe Diem. It's series. not Imogen. It's Imogen, isn't it? The Paradigm of Uncertainty. It really is such a great fake. It's a post-Hogwarts fake, again, sort of like After the End, except with a different take. And... Um, they're all older, and Harry kind of has a secret job, and it's kind of a story about how friends, uh, at the beginning, we, we find out that Ron has actually been dead for 10 years, and um, it's kind of a story about how in those 10 years, um, Harry and Hermione have become very close, and it really is about a story of two friends who go through an extremely traumatic experience, and it brings them closer, and yet they both keep pushing the other away for different reasons and um it's it's made up that they ended up buying they end up buying this huge mansion and it, it the house Bill it's Brooks. kind of a story about roommates yeah um it's a story about roommates and they actually put together some characters who i would never have considered together um they have george and harry and hermione and cho chang occasionally when she's not off in, in doing mm-hmm. quidditch and um Laura, who is an OC character, which I I recently found out is actually an OC character from another TV show. It's actually um, I forget her last name. It's, I can't uh, remember. But she actually she's not really technically an OC. She's a she's a crossover character um, from I believe the the changeover or like the cro- I think it's the changeover is the name of the story. But um, hmm. yeah, there's it's a little bit of a. Uh, of a crossover fic because she's from another story and also another character from that story who I believe is her boyfriend um, also comes in and plays uh, a little bit of I a I had part. no idea. Yeah, yeah I know. They're OC to me because I didn't know that. But who else lives in the house? Justin Filch Fletchy. Is the... I can't ever say that. <laughs> Fletch Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> I do this by memory. I can't remember. What's his name? It's, it's all right. It, Thank it, it, he's it, not it, in the canon, so it's at least... Okay. No, no, he's, he's canon. It's oh, Justin know, Finch Fletchley. No, can I just Please. tell you, I just have to share this. The other day, Jen was talking on the Order of the <laughs> Phoenix Review podcast, and she pointed out that Nigel in the movies is so much better than Nigel in the books. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, You've never heard silence like that on the podcast before. It was startling. No, and they what, were what, like, "He's not real." And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's coming." 
What happened to Colin? But okay. Anyway. So anyway, it, it turns into this whole huge fake, and it's one of those Harry. I don't want to give it away. Let me ask you this: Is it possible that Harry has sex on a, a grave with Hermione? No. no. Then I'll read it. There's no grave sex. Which apparently is another subgenre of the fandom, which Rob was telling us earlier today. No grave sex. I I don't think it's giving much away saying that it is actually a Harry and Hermione relationship uh, fic. Well, I was going to say what Harry is. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say what Harry is. That's definitely a spoiler. But uh, for those of you who are hardcore canon shippers, um, I would suggest staying away from Paradigm only because of the fact that it is a very intense... Uh, Harry Hermione fic that gets yeah. really deep into their relationship. Um, yeah. But if you happen to like that sort of thing and you actually are a really big fan of POU after you read it and its series, um, you can also check out uh, A Serious Affair and also A Serious Change um, written by Carol Estes and with, along with Penny Lesenmeyer. That's and, a prequel, uh, isn't it? Yeah, Isn't it's, a, it's technically a prequel. Yeah, it's technically a prequel. But I believe it focuses on Sirius's character. Um, yeah. So, but it also tells a little bit of the story between uh, what happened to characters before the events of Paradigm of Uncertainty. Well, so. I, and I want to clarify that Robert, he didn't mean that the Harry Hermione, it's all about sex. I mean, there there is some, but it's not like a <laughs> smut fig. It's not. It's about like their emotional journey. I just want to clarify. Jen, can you please distinguish between an emotional journey of love and a smut fic, please? Yeah, I was going to say, did I give the impression that it was a smut fic? Because, well, actually, it is technically a rated R fic, and there's actually it's rated some, R. Yeah. If, if if for those of you who do, I believe there's actually a cookie of some certain scenes if you're really into that sort of thing uh, on the Paradigm of Uncertainty Yahoo group. But uh, yeah, um, just really. Uh, Yes, there is. There's some really good mm. stuff if you're if you're a fan of it. But <laughs> Jen mysteriously gets disconnected and we can't locate her for the rest of the podcast. It would not be, I cannot be held responsible here. But Jen, yeah. I'm for your description. The difference between an emotional journey of love and smut is the emotional. You know, it's like angsty and like I don't know character, but you know, it's not about the sex. Yeah, it's a very uh, character-driven fic, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things, like speaking of characters, I kind of definitely want to touch touch on here. Um, what my hands down favorite uh, original character actually comes from this fic series. Um, uh, is Napoleon it who I think Jones. it is? Yes, I love him. Napoleon Jones is uh, totally awesome. Uh, I don't know how anybody else feels about him, but he's easily one of my favorite. I think he really complements within the paradigm of uncertainty story. That was a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, POU, go, go read it. It's not, it's never. But you know, it's enough that it feels like you get a good story. It's not like it just, well, it kind of does. I mean, by the time you reach the third one and you're just like, oh, what's happening next? And there's nothing for a well, long time. It, well, it's interesting because, well, it was actually a major cliffhanger after the last chapter that was released. And, yeah. uh, Lori uh, Summers, the author of the fic, um, kind of has moved on from fandom for the most part. But uh, recently, like as of like a couple of days ago, uh, made a post to her personal live journal talking about uh, Paradigm. And uh, apparently she's made a deal with all of her fans that um, she's going to attempt to finish the fic. But if she doesn't do that, she's going to... There's only two fics, There's only two chapters left. And if she doesn't uh, 
like I guess get the gumption to do those two fics, she's going to write down a detailed explanation of what would have happened in those two chapters. So technically, we will find out what happens at the end of the series. Good. It, it may not be for a while. Yeah, we should probably so. explain that little part of fandom right there. Uh, there's a little thing called uh, writing. W I P. Whip. Whip. Ri- you know, writing in progress. Many people will start a fic and they'll get six or seven chapters in and they'll go on their honeymoon and they'll take a vacation with their kids and we're all sitting at our computer saying but but, 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 what, <laughs> but what happened they were about to they were about to get killed and you know sometimes it can be months and months and sometimes the fix are abandoned and sometimes they're not so i don't know just out of curiosity what do you guys all do with do you wait until they're almost completed before you start reading them? Do you read and no. hope? Once they've left a fic for a year, so I, I guess I really shouldn't. She talk. is part of the problem, Jen. <laughs> I never notice until I get to the end, and then I'm like, well, freaking sh- <laughs> 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 You know? Yeah, I'm completely Jen on that one. I, I definitely will read fic, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, where's the next chapter? Oh, wait, you mean there isn't a next chapter yet? If you look down, the last chapter was posted in, like, December of 2001. Yeah, and it's like it's an abandoned fic, and you're like, what the hell happened? No. That's why I love the, I love the completed fix function on <laughs> so, many, so many websites, so I can just hit that and skip all the angst. And here's one thing which I will also speak about. I'll, I'll take I'll take another one here. Uh, there's a fic which I started reading when I first started. I went on, you know, as many of the forums as I could, and I found, you know, the thread for best fix, and I found the ones that were repeated over and over, and I put those on my list. Now, at this point, I was only reading canon stuff, and I thought there was a fic that was recommended. Uh, it was called Seeking Jenny, and the author's name is is it Casca? Yeah, it's Casca. Is it? But then I say paradigm. Yeah, so. well, yeah, we're not going to ask Jen for the pronunciation key. Uh, <laughs> Seek, Seeking Ginny by Casca. And it is a post-Hogwarts fic. It is told from Ginny's perspective. And essentially the plot line is that Ginny, after not being able to deal with Harry, moving on with his life with another woman, and not being able to, you know, and, and obviously not falling in love with Ginny, she needs to get away. So she moves to France, and she uh, goes to school for, I believe, what, five years? And she becomes a linguist. And the story essentially tells Ginny's return to Harry Potter's life. It's it was it makes no reference to how he defeats Voldemort. It's a f- complete fluffy piece. Uh, y- y- you know, it, it it does take place in the Wizarding World, but it doesn't have to for what it does. Now I forget even what novel it was at the time. It must have been Order of the Phoenix was released, and the author went back and modified the fic to make Ginny more in touch with canon Ginny. And I don't appreciate when that's done, you know, as a reader, because I think it really interrupts, you know, the fluid of the story. Although when it's been done and completed, I don't care as much if I haven't read the original version and I'm reading the new one, which is a fic I'm going to get to a little bit later. But um, for, for what's there, if you're looking for a fic that shows, you know, Harry and Ginny and is a hopeful, you know, come back together kind of fic, definitely check out uh, Seeking Ginny by Casca. Or Google it, because I have no idea where it's located <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's um, actually all of these, the fics that we've discussed so far, have links on our um, 
on the marketplace quick links I have already put those up previously mm -hmm. with a link to where their location is so all you have to do is go to our forums at potterfakeforums.com and go to the marketplace and click on recommendation quick links and a whole list of everything that everyone has recommended on the forums is there with a link and a summary good job and Jen. a ship under a ship that was very exciting yes thank you okay who's next who's gonna fuck I want to recommend probably my favorite fake on the web period. It's called A Year Like None Other by Aspen in the Sunlight. And basically it is a Severus adopts Harry story. And I know that everyone goes, what? What? That's nuts. It's, it's a very family fake. There's no, uh, it's very character driven. It is very well written. I don't know. It, it takes you from, uh, you get, Harry gets a letter to, um, you know, and we're in the sec the sequel, A Summer Like None Other right now. Um, it's just, it takes you everywhere. It's absolutely amazing. I've and started it, it. I haven't finished it. Um, it. It basically is the story of Harry and Snape, and it takes place directly after uh, Order of the Phoenix, after the death of Sirius. And I can get glimpses. I'm on chapter 9 or 10 right now, where I've been for several months. And it you can tell it's essentially going into you know a deep analysis of these two characters it's probably not a fic for everybody you really have to like that or be extremely open to new ideas and that's really one of the things you know in fan fiction that i find so interesting if you take the canon characters and you start them off at very different places and you write a very you know, plausible, reasonable story that shows why Draco and Harry become friends, or why Snape becomes a father figure to Harry. You can do it. It, it, you know, for Snape and Harry, it's not easy, but you can do it. And if as long as it feels natural and feels real to you, you're really going to enjoy the story. Some people can't do it. Some people, it's very easy to do it. And I think that's why you're going to get, you know, especially on this type of fic, you're going to get two different types of opinions. But if you really right. want to read a Snape who is sympathetic, if, you know, he turns out to be, you know, working Good. for the Order and no one believes him and it's just an awful, you know, situation for him, this is a fic that, you know, you could really pull a lot from. If Snape is evil, always has been, always will be, awful teacher, you know, DSS needs to take him away in handcuffs, you're not going to like it. But... It depends how open you are as a reader. I'm personally going to read it next, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, Well, and I think it's really a story for people who like reading about the growth of, of family relationships. I mean, it, as much as as a, it's a fake of you trying to get used to the idea that Snape would adopt Harry, it's also the fake of anybody getting a step-parent or being adopted and having to go through the emotions of that and accepting that and gaining a brother and dealing with angsty stuff and dealing with self problems and um you know it's it's a story of healing i mean it's really what it is and for that that i mean that's personally why i like it so much but it's a, it's one that i highly recommend i love it and i hope that you will too i did want to take um a moment and recommend some um newer some newer um novel links that are up that are in the canon area of things just so that you know we have a wide variety these will be things that are um post half-blood prince um in the realm of that um if you really like alternate universe i'm going to go ahead and recommend sovereigns the meaning of one um it starts at um sorcerer's stone and he's working his way through chamber of secrets right now and um he just kind of tweaks everything slightly 
um, with the story. Um, the characters are really good. The writing is, of course, amazing. There's some really good beta work being done on it, um, and I highly recommend reading that. Um, also, there's one by Fiona Avar. I think is how you say her name. It's F-I-O-N-N-A-B-H-A-I-R. It's called The Best Ship of All. It's the story of Hermione and Jenny's relationship. You can find it at www.checkmated.com. And um, that's the fic I'm really absorbed in right now as far as work in progress. It's a really, really good story. I highly recommend it. One fic, I, I'm just lo- looking through the list of fics we have up on uh, Potterfic Weekly right now. One fic that I really uh, enjoyed reading, it was a great reading experience for me, was a two-parter by Ashwinder. And it is, um, they're both available on fanfiction.net. Uh, the first story is Ginny's Gift, which is, uh, is it a seventh year fic? Ginny's um, it's, I believe I so. Yeah, it's a seventh-year fic. It is. Uh, Ginny's Gift is a seventh-year fic, and it is the story of you know Harry and Voldemort in the final battle and how Ginny becomes important to Harry. And long story short, uh, anyone who knows that there's a sequel and that at the end of the first one is the final battle knows that Harry may live to fight another day. But the question is, what does it cost him? And the sequel to it, um, The Long Road Home, tells the story of Harry and his recovery from the final battle and the sacrifice that he had to make in order to get to that point. And it it is an extremely uh, character-driven story. Uh, It's a very, I'm going to say it's a very dark story. It, It really gets into depression. And it, it's written in an almost, I, I want to say, a clinical way, if that makes any sense. Anyone who suffered from depression could read the story and, I believe, very easily identify with the characterization there. It's not written by a seventh grader who has no idea what they're talking about. And it, it, it was just a very great, you know, Harry and Ginny story. So anyone who wants something that's Harry and Ginny based and it deals with, you know, the recovery aspect of war, I would very much uh, recommend that and I, I think it ends as a very hopeful story too a lot of people I don't think got that but I really think it's, it has a hopeful ending to it so if you're, if you're looking we're not going to send you into you know like a coffin I mean it's, 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 it's definitely a fic that you will get through that and, and it'll be something that you'll look back on fondly Anybody? I totally agree I love that fic well Ashwinder was my beta oh really? I don't know yeah Ashwinder was my beta at Gryffindor Tower oh I know that and um She's actually still a good friend of mine, and uh, we talk every once in a while. She lives in Canada and has kids and, and is doing very well and has kind of, sort of, basically, for all intents and purposes, left the fandom. Um, I mean, she still does some writing. She still makes fandom wink every once in a while, but um, that's, I mean, you should read it just because it's so well-written, Um the plot sometimes I think is a little bit out there, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship between Harry and Jenny is amazing. It's one of the better ones I think I've ever read. Absolutely. Uh, as far as that aspect of it goes. And um, if you want to read a well-crafted story by somebody who really knows how to tell a story, then um, Jenny's Gift and The Long Road Home are, are two I would highly recommend. She, she and I actually have one that we want to recommend, and it is called She, if you will. Um, it's called the Shoebox Project, and I think 
it's one of the better of um, Marauders era fics out there. Um, it's different than anything else you'll ever read. Each each chapter is like a little. It's like I don't it's know like how to describe it. It's like a diary. Yeah, it's, it's like you're expert. sifting through. It's like you you found Ramus Lupin's room, and you went to his bed, and at the end of the bed there was a trunk. And he'd kept little scraps of paper and a diary and that type of thing. And you could basically see his life through little little mementos of things. And it's um, it's so, so incredibly good. It is Slash, though. There's um, a heavy Ramus serious relationship, which I don't normally read. And the fact that I can read it and I'm enjoying it goes to show you how well it's written and how well the story is crafted and has some of the best um, Ramus moments, has some of the best serious moments, the best um, Lillian James characterization I've found so far. The Shoebox Project to me is really special in that it is like she said, it's kind of like little excerpts, but it's it's told in a series of like notes that are handwritten, that are scanned into the computer, that are put on the screen. So it's not like you're just reading like computer type. It's like you're reading actual handwritten notes um, that it, you know that are in there, and it's also they they do drawings. I mean, these people that do it, they're two authors. It's just amazing, and it's an actual it's a live journal fix. I think they're becoming more popular actually, the live journal mm-hmm. fix. Um, but but it's one that that's been growing there, and they update you know every couple of months with a big chat with, and it's hard to say that it's a WIP because. It is a story. I mean, it does feel like there's a beginning and an end, like it's going somewhere, but it is told in a way that if if a chapter ends, it's not like a big cliffhanger, really. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's just you pick up on a new, on a different place, a, and yet the story is still flowing. Um, but but, but the, she's dead on. The characterizations are spot on. Um, and I will say that although it is a slash fic, I, don't, I never felt that, the slash was was the focus. It was more on the relationship, the friendship of the characters that builds into a relationship. It's not like when you read something and you're just like waiting for the two male characters to start having sex through it. It doesn't feel like that. Let me try and sum up the fic in one sentence because this is the <laughs> one section of it that I read, and maybe this will provide you know some type of incentive to people. Picture James Potter's mother when he's 16 years old. Sitting on him so he can't escape, while with a big smile on her face, explaining to him what sex is and why it's a beautiful thing, and, you know, her personal experiences with sex, and basically (laughs) James trying to, like, literally mentally commit suicide so he doesn't have to hear it. And it's, it's, it's just a great, awesome story like just from that one section i've never laughed that hard in my life and that was like one chapter of it so just <laughs> it's that hilarious almost as, that's almost as good as the chapter where they're all smoking gillyweed but that they get that, high it is they just a, get high it's so funny oh, we, we get high in this podcast one of us is on medication right now and that can be proven <laughs> i think what makes some of the more serious fix is the fact that they cover it with humor like this story is an extremely funny fic, but underlining it, it's a very angsty, very serious fic. Do you know what I'm trying to say, Chi? I do. Well, I yeah. Do. Oh, okay. Um, and just, we're getting a little late on time right now, so we're going to just throw out some other types of fics and uh, different recommendations to you. Uh, we hope this rambling will be 
remotely valuable to you, um, and we hope that we've brought at least one person into the world of fan fiction because it is a really great place to be. That you know, maybe you, you never thought it would be something that would interest you, but maybe if you hear, you know, how we're all somewhat functional people, and you know, it's a big part of our lives, maybe that will help. Uh, just one fic I do want to push um, now, just to give you the background on this fic. I read this fic as I was starting to date my my current fiance. And it's by an author, um, Lavender Brown, and it's a sixth-year, seventh-year fic uh, called The Book of Morgan Le Fay, and the sequel of it is The Final Reckoning, and it's from Ron Weasley's perspective. The entire fic is a Ron Hermione fic. Harry's involved in it. Um, He has a couple of different love interests over the run of the fic. And it is originally a trilogy. The the third section was started, and I think it got about three chapters in and then was abandoned. Uh, but the two sections that uh, were completely published uh, do stand on their own. It's a very uh, R-rated fic. There's a lot of physical interactions between uh, Ron and... Uh, Hermione, some of yeah, I believe that is actually verbatim quoting from uh, from from the from the fic. Uh, there's one word in the fic. If I say it now, I'm gonna start laughing for half an hour, and I can't do it. But just to give you some indication, <laughs> the fic is so emotionally powerful and it is so realistically written. I mean, it's, parts of it are very violent, but they're supposed to be violent. Parts of it are hilarious because they're supposed to be hilarious. It's just it's such a it's a fic that pulls you in so much that I was at such a good part when I was supposed to go on the date with my girlfriend that I begged her, begged her, begged her to let me read fan fiction during our date because I could literally not put it down and that definitely beats leaving work early or skipping classes. I don't care. So, (laughs) uh, where can you you find it? Checkmated.com author Lavender Brown. See you in two weeks. Next. Okay, I want to... I actually want to recommend it's it's a Remus Lupin growing up fic. It's called A Most Unusual Student by Alkari. It's on Sugar Quill. And it's just really lovely. It's actually a story told in Poppy's point of view, which sounds a little strange, but when you get into it, it's just an amazing character fic. Um, And it's one that I really enjoyed watching him deal with being a werewolf and making friends. And it's actually him growing up and dealing with the pain of it and the loneliness of it. And and it's a him finding a friendship story. Um, So I highly recommend that one. Um, I'm going to recommend... The Honeymooners by um, Aggie Bell or Jules from our forum. Um, it's just a really funny, light, I believe there's three parts to it, um, story about how Harry and Jenny get married and how they everything goes wrong. And it's just, it's so funny. It's worth a read. You can find it on phoenixsong.net and also on the PFW forum library. One of my other favorite fics of all time is called Residence by Green Gecko, and it has a sequel called Revolution, and it is another Snape adopts Harry fic, and it it stretches from the end of year six until when Harry starts his Aurora apprentice his Aurora apprenticeship apprentice apprenticeship apprenticeship. That's really hard to say. <laughs> it really is hard to say. <laughs> I believe you. And he Harry defeats Voldemort. And he has to deal with his greatly increased fame and with some odd disturbing skills he inherited from the Dark Lord. Um, He and Snape grow into what resembles a family and they start to rely on each other. And it's just a beautiful story of their relationship. And not, it's, I mean, it's a father-son fic. Um, Along those lines, uh, uh, one fic I want to recommend is a Hermione Snape one. Um, It's called A Dish Served Cold. You can find it on... um, Ashwinder.net and uh, actually it's, it's also on digital quill. 
com and, and yeah, and Digital Quill. It's um, it's well worth a read. It's it's a marriage law fic. That's kind of a good. Um, that's a subgenre of Snape Hermione fix, but it's probably <laughs> the best the best example of a good marriage law fic. It's if you like reading um, stories that are set like in Regency England where they arrange marriages and they slowly fall in love. That's the type of story that we're talking about here with Snape and Hermione. It's, it's got some really good characterizations and really good moments in it. It's lovely. I second that recommendation. I love that fic. I'm, I'm taking notes here right now. <laughs> Rob is like, I'm halfway through after the end. What else do I have to read? No, I have a couple. I have just two more or three more. Hey, let me throw one out okay. here. I've been sitting Okay, go. I've been well, you were patient. being so quiet. Go. I know. Every time I tried to talk, I'm like... Well, you said rapid. Okay. Okay, this is true. Chi, cover your ears. One fic I do want to recommend because it involves socks is fixed by Imogen. They are, I believe, sixth year fix through... 22 years later they take place you know wide you know areas of 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 this particular universe um they tell the story of harry and Ginny's relationship uh during the hogwarts years it does get into some very uh let's just say adult um very adult themes involving uh hogwarts students having children at hogwarts even if it does you know lead to the defeat of the dark lord maybe and uh there are you know, later stories that take place that deal with uh, Harry and Ginny's children, which also involve socks. So if you are a fan of socks or uh, Harry and Ginny, really, you might want to check those out. Uh, author's name, again, is Imogen. Harry Ginny fans, that's considered required reading. There you go. I want to recommend, dun-dun-dun, ANC-17 fake. I know it sounds oh. awful, but there are actually a lot out there. Jen, I'm and- why? That you're recommending an NC-17 fic? Should I not on the podcast? No, I'm just shocked that you, of all people, would read an NC-17 fic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is actually a Harry Severus story, and it is called Camber Podentes Invocare by Jordan Grant. And... Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you what the summary says. A new prophecy comes to light, one that promises death for Harry Potter and enslavement for the wizarding world, unless Harry himself consents to being enslaved. Irre- this this <laughs> is such a downer. Why are you laughing, <laughs> Because it sounds so much dirtier than the fix it's actually about. Never mind, X nay that one because it sounds so awful. But anyway, well, now no, everyone's no. in the line read it. You can't ban people from reading it. Didn't you remember what happened? To well, Amish? just into that, it's a Harry Severus fake, and it's very detailed. It's very well written, and I highly recommend it. Okay, Run I'm gonna go. Oh, are you done? Are you I said Ryan? I said four words. Oh, <laughs> go Ryan, go. Uh, Knight Zephyr, uh, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, wrote Points of No Return, fifth year fic. Ron and Hermione involves a cottage somewhere in the middle of nowhere. But Voldemort's nearby, so they don't really get to relax or anything anyway. If you want Ron and Hermione to get together, kiss, or basically speak to each other in any sort of way, you have to read it. It's very well written. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that will just sell it. OC character, really good OC character. Basically, if you are tired of Rupert Grant making you think that Ron is a wimp and you want to know who Ron Weasley is besides Harry Potter's stupid friend and just want a really great story that tells you who Ron Weasley is and how he fits into the whole story arc and the, and the, what he does, you know, what he adds to the trio, definitely uh, check out uh, Night Zephyr over at the Shirker Quill. I'm actually going to quickly recommend one. 
Um, I want to go ahead and recommend Cassandra Clare's Draco Trilogy because I feel like making Fandom Wink this week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love that. They, I actually, know they've officially finally taking it off. Like, yeah, you it's can't gone. Find it so you, you, you can't find it anywhere. So you but if to, you need I just thought I'd make a joke. <laughs> I was <laughs> just sitting here. Can I just tell you? I just went <gasps> on the inside. Why? What? Well, because well, he knows what I would say. That's why. <laughs> going, oh, God. If, you've, yeah. if you've been shut living up, under a rock, up. and I really have been too, and I just you know heard about it secondhand, lots of controversy with that fic. It involves plagiarism, and Jen doesn't want to hear it because it made her cry, but... Uh, yeah. 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 There's a I lot of things. a lot of differing opinions and a lot of differing uh, feelings yeah. on the fic. It's so kind it's of a like, very well, touchy you know, subject in fandom. It's kind of like going into a party and saying Nixon got a bad rap. You're going to get some yeah. looks, and four people but will it, agree with you. It is off the air, but if you need a copy, you can email Jen at Jen at Partofic Weekly, and I'll be glad to send you a copy of it. Oh God. Yeah. Um, just, um, I've never made fandom wink, so maybe I should say something. No, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's not get into idea. that. <laughs> no, yeah, I have. Let's keep your podcast off of Fandom Wake. Yeah, yeah. You don't want it to be on Fandom Wake. No. Yeah, no. no. Um, I want to recommend one. It's a Draco Hermione fic, and it's called The Unseemly Proposal. It is another. St- uh, I guess my genres all seem to go along along the same line, but it's a marriage law fit. Well, no, it's not. I'm so sorry. I'm like lying here. Uh, <laughs> it's a. It's. I got Dan rather fired. You want to be careful about that, Jen? Yeah, it's it's called the Unseemly Proposal, and it's by Sparks, and it can be found on MuggleNet.com, uh, fanfiction.MuggleNet.com, and. Um, it is basically a Draco who is a pure blood is being forced to marry Hermione the half blood, and as much as both of them despise and hate it, they get stuck together, and it's a story about them growing um, and starting to like each other, or do they? Wait, quick question, <laughs> quick question. Yes? Um, is this an AU fic? Because you stated Hermione is a half blood. Oh, I mean a mud blood. I'm sorry. Mud blood? Did you just she call Hermione a mud blood? You just called Hermione a mud blood. <laughs> I can't. I can't be on this podcast anymore. And that's <laughs> enough of Jen. <laughs> oh, it's what's in the oh. summary. She's a muggle. Poor little Hermione Muggle. But she's not oh, a muggle. God. Jen, I mean, she's a muggle like, born. Jen, muggle there's only four right. different options you can have here, and you've gotten it wrong muggle. twice already. <laughs> it's only um, okay. To try and save Jen, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend um, Naked Quidditch Match by Anya. Hilarious. Uh, it's so funny. It's definitely worth reading. It's, um, I don't know how to describe it to you other than Fred and George make a very bad decision. And <laughs> the name of it is Naked Quidditch. Match. Yes. It's, it's, um, it's definitely worth a read. It's also considered, as far as I'm concerned, required reading. So, um, get on that. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I would like to plug uh, the first novel-length fan fiction I ever read, written by an author named Swish and Flick. It's a two-parter, sixth year, seventh year, and there's a third part of the trilogy in the works right now. The name of it I can't even remember because I haven't read it because it's it's a WIP and I can't read those because they are usually abandoned sometimes and it makes me want to cry. But anyway, the two stories that are completed that you can read right now are Silent Siege and Veil of Memories. Uh, following Order of the Phoenix 
if you want a story that tells, you know, Ginny longing for Harry and Harry having, you know, the emotional perceptiveness of a lamp, you, you will absolutely uh, love this fic. And the uh, sequel essentially tells the story of what happens if the Muggleborns are disappearing and the only one who can remember they ever existed was Ginny and why is that and what does that mean for the trio and what does that mean for the Wizarding World. It's a great mystery story and it really held my attention and if you if you love to read a fan fiction to find out what's going on and things just don't seem to make sense and just have it really play around with these characters you will love uh, Veil of Memory so I definitely recommend that. I have another one to recommend. No kidding. One more. I want to recommend a Severus Hermione story. It's called Before the Dawn by Snarky Roxy. It can be found on w- on, shoot, on fanfictionnet.com. It's wonderful. Um, in her seventh year, a late-night discovery changes Hermione Granger's view on a great many things. Severus Snape is just one of them. Um, another that I really, really like is a Draco Jenny story, and it's called Misconceptions by Heart's Cadence, and it's on fanfiction.net. And it is basically a story where Jenny gets to see a little bit inside Draco and why he's such a meanie. And um, she becomes friends with Blaze, which lets her become friends with Draco and to a point where she can understand him. And they build a relationship, and it's beautiful, and I love it. And the other one, and last but not least, is a Draco-Jenny fake called Jenny Weasley and the Curse of the Firstborn. It's on Checkmated. Um, and it's basically Jenny Weasley is bound by a blood curse to marry Draco Malfoy, and they have to stay married for a year and a day, and they have lots of fallouts, but in the end, true love may win. The end. Wow. With Jen. That, that was impressive. That Thank was you. very impressive. Really? Three in like a minute. This is what happens when we put Jen on a time limit. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay. Um, you guys have time limits here? No, but th- th- this is making me think we should. Uh, my last <laughs> pick for the evening is The Seventh Horcrux by Melinda Leo. If you listen to Polyfic Weekly, you just read it, so you really don't need to go read it again. You're excused. If you haven't read it, you know, it, you, for example, if you're Rob, it's a seventh-year fic that takes place after Half-Blood Prince, which means it is not a U for those of you paying attention. At least it's not until Saturday. And it is a story of the Horcrux hunt is a story of how much is Harry willing to sacrifice to end Voldemort's reign of terror and essentially answers the question how much of Harry is Voldemort and how does he overcome the curse that was placed on him when he was a small child very heavy in the romance if you are a fan of Ginny and Harry in the same bed you will love this fic Uh, go read it it's at melindaleo.com And for my final recommendation of the night, I'm trying to pull something from my inner... Uh, First one I want to recommend is The Coven of Echoes by H. Whimsy. Um, There's... um, It's a great story. It's a little bit like uh, Grey's Anatomy for Harry Potter fans. um, In that Jenny is a healer and there's a mystery and and, um, it's really fast-paced. It's moving really well. There's story is great. Um, Things aren't easy anymore uh, for Harry and Jenny, so it's it's worth reading. I highly recommend it. It's two thumbs way, way up from me. And, of course, she's a lovely person, actually. She's a a friend of mine. Um, In the House of the Quig and the Hungry by Laura Schmora. Um, I like the... uh, this is just, you know what, it's kind of a lighter story, but it's definitely worth reading. You can find that on fanfiction.net. And um, there is one more, uh, Heal the Pain by Avin, I think is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. You can find that on um, phoenixsong.net. That's kind of also considered um, 
required reading at this point uh, for Harry Harry Jenny fans. So that's my big three, my top three. In my last two of the night, one of them I haven't even read. That tells you how good it is that I'm recommending this to people. It's like driving. It's like recommending a car without driving it. You don't do that. I'm going to recommend a fic uh, written by an author named Creative Quill. I can't even tell you the name of the fic because I can't even think of it right now. But it's so good you have to read it. The plot line of it is if Harry Potter were real and tells the story essentially that J.K. Rowling is being manipulated by the Wizarding World into telling this particular story, I think. I say I think because I haven't read it yet. But what you're going to get out of this is the Wizarding World is real, and what we are reading in the Harry Potter novels is is essentially artistic license. There is a Dumbledore, but he's not the man we know. There is a Hogwarts, but it's you know not as glamorous maybe as we think. I have no idea. I'm going to read it soon, but it doesn't sound great. Go read it. The, and the <laughs> last recommendation I have for the night is... A fic which is now abandoned, but it moved a lot of people when it was out there, and you can probably find it on Checkmate and a few other sites, at least the first ten chapters. It's called Jenny, and the author is... Help me out here, Chi. Is it Lachi Mafan? What is the... I don't know. I've never had to say her name out loud. Lachi Mafan... Anyone know how to pronounce this? Jen. I'll even ask you. Jen, well, why don't you type it out and I'll see if I can do it. I'm sitting across the room. I can't even. I'm not. Go okay. Go to, go to Checkmated and look for a story named Jenny, that the author's name starts with an L. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even good at to rock. It's like it's like Zavanya on our forum. We always see it, but we never actually have to say it. But it's it's a great story, and it basically tells. I'll give you a hint. Um, Harry is lost defeating Voldemort in his pregnant life. Ginny finds a way to go on. And the question is, is Harry really gone? Has he really left her? And it's but you have read that one? I have read what's out there. There was some controversy a few years ago about it being pulled from some of the sites, which we're going to get into in a second. And a lot of the fic was out there and is now not available. You really have to work for it, but what is out there is awesome and even if it doesn't complete the story, it will give you a really great impression of the world that that author created. You said that you were a fan of Harry and Ginny in the same bed. Yes. That, that That's quite entertaining. Is it really? <laughs> Especially for some cuddly bears like yourselves. Yeah. I know. Kelly, Kelly, Brian. Uh, it's possible, exactly. And for those of you who don't know why Rob is trying to seduce me right now, you obviously didn't listen to the uh, to the beginning to the beginning of the podcast. All right, I think that's <laughs> it for tonight. Hope we've entertained you. You know that's what we do. And if not, hopefully we've given you fifty stories to go read. In which case, go read them now. Rob, thanks for joining us tonight. Yes. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I. I've always kind of been watching you guys listening, and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun actually being on the show. Thanks for having isn't me. Isn't it? Isn't it nice to understand how really off topic we are all the time? <laughs> you know what? For the for the Potterfic Weekly listeners out there, if you guys think that the three hours of randomness is bad, try recording an episode with them, and it's just. It's intense. <laughs> Rob has to go shave now, and he shaved right before the podcast began. Well, before, exactly. Before we all go, I do want to recommend Spellcast to any of our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because it's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't wait for us to finish recording so I can go and watch the video of the Order <laughs> of the Phoenix premiere. Like, I've like had it on pause for the entire podcast. And um, Jen tried yeah, to seen, watch it during yeah. the podcast, and then we couldn't figure out why she wasn't answering any of our questions. 
I'm like, shush, it's the trio. No, um, but yes, I highly recommend it. They do excellent uh, fake readings, and they have a great series of actors, and um, they're really up to date with the news, and they stay on topic, and it's really great. (laughs) Our podcasts are actually under an hour. (laughs) We yeah, could, go listen. You know what, go Rob? Listen. I, th- I think we could learn a lot from each other. We could we could help you guys find your inner off topicness, and you could teach us how to, you know, get these things under fifty megabytes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, well here's, a, here, here's a question for you, Ryan. Have you have you publicly announced to your listeners about your and uh, your new involvement? I haven't. And what's funny about that is some of our listeners actually caught it and emailed me and asked me why I didn't tell anybody. So how about since I'm on the show, do, you, do we want to go ahead and publicly announce it? Go so, ahead. Why don't you go? Yeah, sure. Um, so for all of you guys who just absolutely you're, – you're complete Ryan fanboys and fangirls. Oh, there's a I, <laughs> I know I am. Well, I was that as funny all as it was. Three of them. <laughs> I get fan mail. I'll have you know that. I was number okay, one. Here's- Here's the funny thing, though, because I was going to say this earlier. The problem with these episodes is that there's, like, the three of us are really good friends. So it's, like, the three of us sitting down and having a random conversation. So the fact that, like, you have fans from this just cracks me up. I don't know why. Right. I'm sorry, Rob. Please continue. It's it's it's, it's quite all right. I, I was expecting at least it's going to take about ten minutes to do this announcement with all the side comments and conversation. <laughs> But uh, as I was saying, if, if those of you who just can't get enough of Ryan and also can't get enough of uh, reviews of fan fiction or possibly even reading uh, fan fiction readings, um, Ryan is going to be one of the hosts of the brand new uh, Spellcast readings episodes, um, which will contain a reading of a fan fiction, fan fiction and then shortly thereafter that, uh, Ryan and a couple other new Spellcasters will uh, be reviewing it. So... Uh, so now not only is Ryan a, the host of Potterfic Weekly, he's now a spellcaster as well. They gave so. me an egg timer, and they told me to stop talking when it goes off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here, here's, the, here's the thing. The, Ryan has three hours on Potterfic Weekly. On spellcast readings, he's got ten minutes. So if you just want to see the pure amusement factor of Ryan trying to give his thoughts in ten minutes, yeah, check out the episodes. I can't untangle my mic in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe fifteen. Right. I, I might be, I might be a nice guy on that. I'm one. really looking forward to that when it starts up. It sounds like a lot of fun. This is good. Do we know when that starts? By the way, uh, yeah. Um, the first episode of uh, Spellcast Readings. Give me a second here to uh, grab a, a calendar, if I can. Should be on August eighth um, because we're looking to air the first episode of Spellcast Season Two on uh, August first, and. Uh, we're kind of aiming for a weekly thing. Uh, spellcast shows will be once every two weeks, and whenever there isn't a spellcast episode, there'll be spellcast readings episodes. So they fill in, they they hold you over until the main show. Absolutely. But it should be a, a lot of fun because I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how awesome Ryan is on this show and some of the other people we have lined up. It should be a, it should be a good time. I can't wait for it. And we'll definitely uh, let everyone in the Potterfic Weekly world know when that's going to happen, and we'll link back and forth. So. Everyone who listens to us should go check them out, too. So, yeah, now we have, like, kind of an incestuous relationship between our two podcasts. This is true. We are very ancestral over here. They're very cuddly. Yes. Very cuddly. (laughs) It's much like male preg, but, you know, not so much. (laughs) That's great. And that's it for us tonight, everybody. We hope to see you soon, and stay tuned for our analysis and discussion of Deathly Hallows, which I'm sure we can get done in under an hour. 
Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> good night. Bye. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Bye. Thanks. Adios, amigos. Hey, this is Vane Morse. Um, I just wanted to call and answer your little message. Uh, my favorite fic, which has already been reviewed, it was by far the Seventh Horcrux, which I actually like better than Deadly Hallows. Uh, it's full of my favorite pairing, which is Harry and Ginny, which is quite common. <laughs> uh, I think that it's a lot more adult-oriented, which I think is why I like it so much. It's a little, you know... I guess, yeah, adult and the other one. I believe it's housed on Phoenix Song, which is also my favorite fanfic site. So, thank you. Uh, my real name's Justin, by the way. Sorry, bye. Uh, the name of the favorite fic is The Meaning of One, Part One. The Philosopher's Stone is shifted as Harry and Jenny. It's a Bond theme uh, through uh, each of the seven years. Um, I'm reading it or have read it at S-I-Y-E, sink to your eyes, uh, favorite, and that is my favorite site. Thanks. Take care. Jen, you're in charge of correctly identifying Robert. Okay. And welcome back to Parfic Weekly. This is Ryan. And Jen. And she. And this is Robert. <laughs> Jen, I gave you one job. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, um, yeah, it's not gonna Ro- work. You have to start the Jen, are you all right? <laughs> Wait, are we sure that Lady Cheese is the one on Vicodin and Jen, not really like, Jen? are you like reading the paper <laughs> or something? I'm so excited. <laughs> I think no, she's looking at the video I'm at spell-cast.com Jen? is what it Jen, really is. You don't get it. Jen. I'm trying to keep it quiet. I'm sorry. And Jen? Robert doesn't want me to introduce him. <laughs> Jen, Jen, can you yeah, not I watch know. it yeah. while we're podcasting? Yes, no. I'm not watching it anymore. Oh, crap. Guys, I can't hear you. Okay, can't hear Rob, you. don't be alarmed. This happens every single podcast. She's going to start singing. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 I'm only doing this because Ryan would be disappointed if I didn't. La, 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 Because she thinks telling us I can't hear you wouldn't be as effective, but the fact that, you know. Like sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. Thank you. All right, she's back. All right, Jen, one more time. Or tell us about this happens all. Is this anything like your recordings? No. This episode features music by Christian of Oliver Boyd and the Rememberals. If you like what you hear, and I'm sure you will, please check out his Wizard Rock at myspace.com slash Oliver Boyd and the Rememberals.